0: If you enjoyed the channel and our video content and would like to support us, you can do this in a couple of ways. You can sign up to our Patreon site which is a monthly subscription to one of our four tiers, each giving you something different from early access interviews up to exclusive unseen footage. There's also the option of a one-off donation via PayPal which allows you the option to donate an amount of your choice. Both options really help to keep this channel going and to continue putting out regular content for you good folk. So please take a look at aircurrentreview.tv forward slash donate and I thank you in advance. Thank you and enjoy. So in the F-16 fights, would you you personally be using a lot of um, afterburner?
1: Yes, absolutely. The thrust to weight ratio was and is very important to maintain against the F-16. Um, we always used to do a uh, used to do a, uh, a coming fast engage short offset. If you can take a short, take a short. Otherwise, unload, exit, gain energy, pitch back, come back into the fight, and uh, that is how we used to do it. Uh, we we also did a lot of I R B V R with uh, these the, these in these aircraft, which is. Um, uh, heater, which is uh, a sidewinder, and on the other side there was a BVR technology. So uh, within v- visual range and BVR technology, how do we fight in in in, in that circumstance? Mm-hmm. We, we practice a lot with the F sixteen as well. So we did a lot of uh, a lot of flying with the Viper.
0: Yeah, so would you, uh, like as a Mirage team and then the F-16, was the crossing notes there? Did you uh, interact on a weekly basis or how did that work?
1: Well, it was was a lot to do with the um, syllabi that we were going through. Um, There is a specific cyclic training that we have and that cyclic training indicates that we have to fly certain types of sorties every year. Um, So within exercises specifically, we used to do a lot of D A C T. Other than that, we used to do D A C T in the cyclic training as well. So it was, it was, um, it was heartening um, at times. Uh, once um, we were able to um, win a fight as well. It's not that every time the Viper shot us down. We there were times once we were able to play our game plan and used to get a shot of the F-16. So that was one few and far between, but there as well.
0: You got there. Yeah. So you mentioned exercises there. So have you flown on any large exercises and worked with other nations?
1: Well, Turkish uh, have been, uh, the Turks uh, have been there in Pakistan for a while. They've done multiple exercises. The Chinese have been there as well. So being a part of a few, the learning curve tends to be very sharp. Mm. Uh, once you're flying in another, uh, with another country or against another country, because in the air, uh, we used to fly like uh, fly like adversaries, but on ground, we used to mingle and learn from each other as far and wide as possible. May it be in the debrief room or uh, post-debrief in the crew rooms over a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or, or a drink. Uh, may it be Pepsi, Coke or anything
0: else like that. So we used to do that a, a lot. And was there any um, language barrier problems there for, for both sides? Well, not really. Um,
1: okay. As I've mentioned, uh, both the countries, uh, the Turks and the Chinese, have come a long way uh, in learning the language and the verbiology of um, NATO uh, English. So they, they've come a long way. The Chinese initially did have a challenge, but it has now been overcome to a, to a huge degree as well.
0: And I forgot to ask you this early on uh here, Sonny. Uh, did you ever sit QRA? A lot. A lot, right. <laughs> a lot.
1: We, we we call we call it the ADA or the air defense alert. I guess you call it quick response uh,
0: Quick Reaction quick Alert. Reaction?
1: Quick reaction alert, okay. Yeah. Pardon me. So we call it ADA, air defense alert. So we did a lot of ADA, um especially on the eastern border.
0: Okay. I mean, what was that like? Was that fun at all?
1: (laughs) Well, uh, thrilling. That is what I would put this as. Uh, Sometimes it did get boring. We didn't find too much action. Um, But there were times once we found a lot of action. And uh, it was thrilling at times, boring at times. I I wouldn't uh, say anything else, but... Uh, we had a lot of French toast and a lot of tea and a lot of healthy,
0: <laughs> unhealthy activities on, on the ADA as well <laughs> Brilliant stuff. And I noticed in your bio, you also flew um, the Mirage 5 What was the difference uh, coming from the Mirage 3? Was it just an upgrade in the cockpit or weapons?
1: Not a huge difference other than the role the Mirage 5 uh, uh, Was mainly in a maritime process or a okay. many maritime role Anti-sea, anti-submarine. Uh, we used to fly the Exocet uh, AM39s at extremely low altitudes uh, over the seas, uh, the Arabian Sea and the uh, and the and the territorial waters of Pakistan. Um, so yeah, it was it was a bit different. Uh, but once again, uh, it because of the uh, because of the surfaces on the uh, delta wings and the tailless delta if you could trim off the pressure leave it as it is hands off it could do a lot at a very low altitude
0: so there was no upgrades in terms of engines or anything like that
1: not really uh in the atar uh zero nine c5 engine or the c version the original versions were about it um we didn't really switch anything else um, because we have um, a lot of capability that rotates around the mirage maintenance capability Mm -hmm. Um, we have uh, in Pakistan uh, a complete overhaul capacity um, of stripping a mirage and putting it back together again uh, from a whole part whole process so the engines have not been pushed up in any way
0: So in that server, says no uh, Dassault are not involved, the French are not involved, it's all in-house, as it were. Well, the
1: Dassault initially came in with their training profiles and uh, they had reps at uh, our uh, MRF or the Mirage Rebuild Factory. Um, But now it's completely independent. The Dassault does not have any role to play with it um Senecma as a company uh for the ATAR uh, 09 engines have no role to play with it we are doing complete uh and overall uh of the Mirage aircraft so what
0: was your favorite role to fly the mirage in
1: oh, okay so the as i mentioned once again uh, low level high speed the best role <laughs> to play for oh, a yeah. mirage ingress at low level high speeds um uh, a a good a good um subsonic transonic speed uh so it could really do a lot there flying as we used to call it under the radar uh, but well paradigms change and the shift really did came up, come about with the um avax and the aew platforms that came into play in the in the region so there was not really any place that you could really hide, even with the terrain hugging that mm. we were intending to do, because the high to low profiles of AVAX could drag everything and anything, no matter how low you flew. So, yeah, but initially it was fun.
0: So low and fast.
1: <laughs> yep, low and
0: fast, that's correct. So you probably have uh, plenty to share, but maybe can you f- uh, share a few memorable stories from your time, Sony flying the Mirage?
1: Uh, one interesting one, um, I was uh, doing a recce sortie with a lower up on my center line, 1300 liter tanks. I think I shared the image with you as well. And while taxing out, it's scorching hot. Mm. Uh, it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and it's uh, about 50 degrees on the tarmac, Charlie. And I am taxing out from, from my pen and my hanger, and I see this one guy who is lying on the floor on the, on the taxi track, and taking a few images, and I said, "Who the Who the heavens is this guy?" Uh, in this, in the scorching heat, and once he passed by, I I saw that was uh, uh, Mr. Alan Warren. Yeah,
0: uh,
1: he's uh, I guess presently the chief editor for Air Forces Monthly. Uh, he wow. was he was there for an assignment, so he took that snap, and that was one of the memorable moments. Beyond this. Uh, well, there have been many, um, and some good, some bad. As And I, I would like to share this quote with you and the world through you. Uh, sometimes the pain of being a fighter pilot outweighs the joy of being a fighter pilot. Oh, wow. um, because all fighter pilots, to be very candid, are extremely egoistic. They have a huge uh, zipper-down, collar-up attitude with them. Uh, They don't like to be beaten in any domain, Uh, but, well, flying humbles you at a lot of places, Uh, may it be uh, military as well as commercial, because we think ourselves to be the uh, leading edge or the tip of the sword, Uh, but once we find out that there are people who are better than us, there are weapon systems which are better than ours. Um, so you you get to be humbled as well um, so Well the t-38 thing was very very apt uh, which I mentioned go for it sunny And I yanked back and ta 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 and everything went bonker and I said man come on And I and I hung on to it. I did it thrice. I overdid the t-38 that thrice. So yeah beyond this um, We've had multiple ADAs uh, on, our, um, on, our, on our eastern border uh, with the adversary there. And there have been multiple times once we have taken off, uh, the visibility has been really bad and we could never really come back to our home base. Mm. And we used to divert to alternate bases, um, get refueled there, waited for the weather to come back to bare minimas. And then we used to take off from there again. So, uh, yeah, a lot of adventure, a lot of high stakes. Um, yeah, it was fun.
0: And was there ever a point when you were going to work, as a word, and just thought it was another day, another job, or did, were you always aware that this is a real, I'm a fighter pilot, this is a pretty cool job?
1: Uh, well, it's um, it tends to grow on you. Uh, right. But the the, the the beauty of the system is that if when you master one aspect of flying then uh, there is the next thing that comes up of course so the system continues to challenge you and that is where growth takes place as a professional or a fighter pilot so it's never really a boring day anytime um, you're uh, you're going to the office so it's a new day new show every day
0: brilliant stuff so overall did you enjoy, enjoy your time with the air force and how many hours did you get
1: well, I, I uh, flew about 1,850 grand total, which included everything from my training flying to the Mirage nice. platform to the T-38 as well. But it was a good approximately 2,000 hours of uh, flying experience. Um, so yeah, I loved every bit of it.
0: So we've got a couple of personal ones just to wrap up this interview. So uh, yeah, do you have any hobbies?
1: Yes, uh, to be very candid, I'm, I'm an avid sportsman, I play a lot of tennis, well played, um, I do play a lot of golf, um, I love to read, um, because I, I personally am a staunch believer, readers are leaders, and vice versa, leaders are readers, so we really have to, that is the best way we can gain knowledge, uh, and self-learning is the best learning, If somebody teaches you something, once again, the ego comes into play. Why is this guy teaching me something? I learn it myself. So self-learning is the best way forward. So I love to read. um, And I read every day um, in the morning, uh, especially before I start my day.
0: Brilliant stuff.
1: Favorite aircraft you have flown? Flown, Mirage, no questions
0: asked. (laughs) The Mirage, right. One you would love to fly either past or present?
1: Well, I would love to fly the uh, the J10. This is the Chinese version. Some people call it a La V copy, uh, but the J10 has um, had a lot of capabilities that uh, uh, that are that that outweighs a lot of aircrafts in the uh, in the international fighter aircraft arena right now.
0: That's really interesting because that's a first on the channel. So I wasn't expecting that at all, but uh, that's a great answer. But uh, yeah, Sonny, you're also a published author. Can you tell us about this and how it started for you?
1: Well, um, I've always been reading Code One magazines, Air Force's monthly magazines uh, once we were in the crew room. So I, al- I was always um, astonished to find people, how can you know a-, a person write and get published in the process as well? The first time I got published was 2018 well, to be very exact, okay. and I've not stopped since then. Um, and the latest which I've done is uh, with Combat Aircraft Journal. Um, this is related to uh, the Russia-Ukraine conflict, and coincidentally, it's been picked up as one of the nominees uh, for military aviation. Uh, in. Uh, the Aero Media Awards uh, which take place in Paris with the Paris Air Show or plus minus the Paris Air Show um, so yeah, why I've been published both academically as well as commercially in, at a few places it's heartening to share uh, my expertise competencies, skill sets and experience um, with, uh, with, with written expression I do come on a few channels as well but that is besides the point right now um but published author yes uh, it's it's heartening to see myself being a part of the same magazines which we used to
0: uh, read in our crew rooms uh, in the squadrons. absolutely and do you personally uh, do you work for the ma- magazine are you independent do they come to you or do you go to them how does it work in case anyone wants to get into writing well
1: um it's Yeah, it's more to do with uh, if I find something interesting, I do write to them uh, and uh, there are various magazines uh, and editors and sub-editors whom I'm I'm connected with. Um, Sometimes they come back to me if I can uh, share my thoughts uh, in writing on a specific topic. Uh, For example, Ghost of Kyiv was one of the hot topics once this Russia-Ukraine thing came about. So I published a few articles, shared my points of view and my concerns to a few magazines, which included the Aerospace from Royal Aeronautical Society, their blog as well. Um, so being there, done that. So it's a, it's, a, it's a mutually accommodative relationship. So I'm not in contract with anyone. I'm more of a freelance thing. But as soon as I find some inspiration for a certain magazine or a certain topic, so I call out to them, write an email. If they find the idea worthy, I'll continue to write. Otherwise, move on to the next one.
0: Brilliant stuff. And is there a place where we can find you online? Links to your, you know, um, articles, anything like that?
1: I think I'm I'm widely available on the LinkedIn. Um, I I don't really use a lot of social media platforms. Um, I just uh, skim around, maybe Twitter or uh, uh, I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook. So yeah, LinkedIn is the most apt place you can find me. You just Google. Fahad Ibn Masood, uh, LinkedIn, and you'll probably come to my profile as well.
0: Yeah, we'll link that in the description. But but before we wrap up here, Sonny, uh, what's uh, in the future for yourself? Have you got any projects coming up uh, for us to keep a lookout for?
1: Oh, projects. Well, uh, there are a few things on the the table for me. Um, I am writing uh, the... uh, Mirage rule in the Reki platform for a magazine uh, that would be coming up probably in a month or so, uh, in which there are a few images, more than a few images as well. So you can you can have a write a, a read up of that. Um, beyond this, uh, I am doing my doctorate or my PhD as well in oh, wow. aviation. So wow. so my thesis document is also on the way, uh, although it's a bit. A bit, a bit far-fetched right now. It's more to do with uh, synopsis and um, literature review for now. The main meat of the matter will come in later, but that will be something worth read or worth a read by anyone who's interested in, uh, in aviation as well. So, well, uh, that is mostly it. So no
0: sitting back, relaxing on the beach, busy, busy, busy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, it's good to be constructively occupied. That's what I've Absolutely. learned in my life, uh, because that is uh, how we continue to grow. Um, and I'm a, I, I'm a believer in the fact um, change is the only constant in life. And either we be the change or react to it is an option. So I opt to be the earlier, not the latter. Absolutely. So I, I intend to be the change that I want to see in myself or the people around me or uh, the near and dear ones.
0: Brilliant stuff. Well, some wise words to wrap up there. But uh, Sonny, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: It's an honor being here. Thank you for your time. And for all uh, budding aviators, I would like you to have a deep insight on air crew interviews because... Uh, This guy here uh, speaks of a lot of ideas and as the famous quote goes, weak mind discuss people, average mind discuss events,
0: Mm.
1: and the great minds discuss ideas. So for all viewers, I would like you to uh, have a deep insight and a look out for it through interviews because uh, Mike is doing a bang-up job And I will be continuously at a watch for your later episodes as well.
0: Well, thank you very much for the kind words there, Sonny. Much appreciated. But I'm sure we'll have you back on the show. But uh, yeah, thanks for now, mate.
1: Pleasure being here. Take care. Sayonara.